about, we, we spent a lot of time talking about faith. We started talking about righteousness, and we called this message Right On. And, uh, and we, we went uh, last week, and the reason we talked about righteousness is because we want to receive by faith, but we're having issues doing it because of our mindset. We, wanna, we want to exercise our faith, but we can't seem to get that there because we have a mind block. You ever have just a mind block? You ever been somewhere and you start to say something and you go, wait a minute, I just had a brain freeze here. I... Kind of the enemy wants you to do that all the time when it comes to spiritual things. He wants you to have a brain freeze. He wants you to go, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. And thus you can't go forward. So I want to review, just take a couple minutes just to review what we did last week, kind of get us on the same page together. We talked uh, three points that we talked about last week. We talked about people uh, try to get good so that they can get God instead of understanding that they need to get God so that they can get good. That was our first point. We, you know, we were, we're trying to do this by works. Well, if I just behave right, then God will see that I'm behaving right, and so then I'll be good with God. We need to understand that you are already good with God. If you just receive God, you'll behave right. Got it? So it's, it's kind of our mindset. The enemy wants us to get to the point of, we just have to do, we have to work, we have to do this. This isn't about what you, it's already been done for you. You have to just say, God, I want to receive what you have for me. And when we do that, because love, though Jesus said this, if you love me, you will obey me. So it's about our heart. It's about us just saying, God, I just love you. So I'm not doing this just for my own sake. I'm not self-motivated just to say, I just want to see how good I am. That's kind of that pharisaical thing. They pound their chest and Lord, have you ever been to one of those meetings? I have. Don't like those just to see who can pray louder or, or seem more righteous. God is saying, just love me, accept this, and then you will actually, when you do that, you'll start, God will be in you, so you'll be doing the good thing. The second point we talked about, well, it was all about Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus. Just good to say that name, isn't it? <laughs> we talked about how our sins were exchanged for his righteousness when he went to the cross he took every sin that you had ever done would do could do will do and he exchanged it for his righteousness old things have passed away all things have become new and many of us uh we, we struggle and this is why we're talking about this we we almost don't believe in that exchange we almost think it works for some it just didn't work for me i guess he he took away kim's stuff but he didn't take away brett's and that's not how that works all have sinned and fall short, correct? So we have to understand then that Jesus, he exchanged all of anything for sin and gave you righteousness from him. All right, so we have to walk in that. We have to activate our faith for that. And that's part of our issue is we don't think that or we don't receive that. So it's hard for us to do the things that we want to do to activate our faith. The third point we talked about last week was faith comes by hearing. We know that. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But it is established by righteousness. So remember, sin consciousness always has to feel it first. When we're sin conscious, we have to, well, I have to feel this. this how, you know, it has to go by our feelings. Uh, and that's from unrighteousness. How many understand what I'm talking about? Not too many of you, so let me help you. It's like, like looking at a calf at a new gate. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I worked at Cedar Point two summers, really, and, and had fun working at Cedar Point. But, you know, you could open up those queue lines. This queue line could be clear back from here to Egypt, you know. And so they're like, hey, open up another queue line, which is just another way for people to go in, to go around the maze, to get to the point where you got to go in. And I could open the gate. True story. I could open the gate in front of everybody. Open the gate. And they go. And they would still stay in that line. I'd have to physically take someone and go, this one's open. You go over here. And as soon as somebody would start, then the rest would go, oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, this is what I'm saying. Sin consciousness always deals in the natural realm because it always deals with sin and, and your sin and what you've done and how it made you feel and con- condemnation and so far we're together. So when we think like that, we have to feel different or feel that that's lifted for us to behave different. And again, that's more of a works-based thing. We ha- you know, we ha- oh boy, I don't feel it, so I must not be. Have you ever not felt saved? There'll be times in your life you'll be like, oh, 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 hit your thumb with a hammer. Mm. Someone smacks into your car. Kid with a grocery cart, hey, right into your car, you know. You, you want to go, oh, touch him, Jesus, till his eyes pop out. I mean, don't, like, there's just things that you sometimes just want to go, oh, my word. But it isn't about feelings. This is about what you receive, whether you feel like it or not. The fact is this, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there may be days that you are really being tested. You might not feel saved. Help me, somebody. There may, the enemy might be pushing you on every side, but the fact is you are bought with a price. He did it on the cross, and you receive that by faith. Righteousness is simply, this is a great definition, God's right way of doing things. I know it's a big word, righteousness, but it's just God's right way of doing things. It's God's DNA. It's God in you. You can't earn it. You didn't do anything for it. Jesus did it. We're not saved by works. It is grace. We, he gave you righteousness. We just receive it. Sin separates us from the Father. How many believe that? We, it, you know, there is no sin in heaven, and obviously we're not in heaven yet, but still sin separates us from the Father. So the point is this, when we're right with God, doesn't mean that we never do anything wrong, but it does mean that we are quickly to repent from that. We are quick to get that covered. We are quick to know that what we have that God has given us is working. Got it? So when we walk in in the things God has given us, in the robe of righteousness, in his grace, doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect but it does mean that we are aware of following the father our heart is already turned towards him we're not doing it so that he'll turn towards us friend he already turned toward you he chose you before you ever chose him so he has already made up his mind you are his child he wants you in his kingdom choose this day who you will serve me and my house we will serve the lord when we are Right with God, we don't have overwhelming fear. God is love and he casts out all fear. When we're right with God, 
our belief system lines up with the word. We're not believing in, in any tomfoolery or anything else or something the enemy would put at you. Or, well, I tried that, I just didn't, well, I don't know. I just feel so confused. Who's the author of confusion? Guess who that's coming from? Again, he wants you to have a, a, a brain freeze. He's going to do it every time if you'll let him. Isaiah 54, 17 says this. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication, underline that word, will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Vindication is another word. It can be trans- you can put this word right in here instead of vindication. Righteousness. Your righteousness is of God. Your righteousness is not... It's not the, uh, that uh, insurance thing. I'm only human. I mean, you can use that excuse all you want, but you, you actually have God inside you. Your righteousness is God-planted. It's divine. We have God in it. The Bible says we were made in his image. The same thing that is in God, he put in you. It's his nature. If you want to define nature, it's the essence of essential qualities or attributes of the thing which constitutes what it is. The nature of what it is. Now, I'm not talking about fallen man here. I'm talking about the nature of God. That's what makes God, God. His nature. The same nature has come into you. When you accepted Christ, you now have part of God's nature. He has put things inside you. He put faith in you. He's got his DNA is now working inside you. There are things that you could never come up with on your own. God will do that for you. If you will let him. God is a ruler. That nature is in his children. You, there's a lot of times people just all want to take over. You ever been in a place where there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians? I think we should do it this way. No, no, mm-mm. We've been in churches. Churches have had splits over just paint color on the wall. That's not a good color. That color's of the devil. You think I'm exaggerating. She can tell you. They're just like, no, that cover, you know what that color means? It speaks of this. And we're just, you need to go home. You know, I mean, and just get with God. Because God's not. We need to understand. God, he is, he is a God of love. Amen. And he put some rulership in you, but he wants to rule and reign in his authority. His dominion, his glory. You see, your, that nature God put in you wants to get out. It wants, God wants to, he, he's a creative God. He wants to, do, he wants to show you things and, and have you do things. And sometimes you're like, I can't do that. You see, sin consciousness will keep that God nature locked up if you will let it. There's a story of an Indian boy who went to his grandfather and he said, Grandfather, inside I feel like there's, there's, a, there's like a couple wolves inside. One wants to get out and do this and one wants to get out and do this and one of them's good and one of them's bad. Who, who do I listen to? I mean, how do I know who will win? And this is what the grandfather said. He said, the one you feed will win. You got to understand what you starve dies, what you feed grows. Go after God. Begin to feed the word into your spirit. Begin to feed the word so that the nature of God begins to just grow inside you. You see, sin consciousness doesn't want you to think that. If you start to be Peter and start to get out of a boat, your mind will tell you, you can't do that. 
You cannot do that. You cannot walk on the water. That is not a natural thing to do. Man doesn't do that. That is your flesh talking. Man doesn't do that normally. That's the natural. But the supernatural, if God wants you to walk on water, you can walk on water. Peter proved it. There's things that have happened in my life naturally I could not do. And I don't, to this day, all I can tell you is God. That's all I can tell you. I told you the story of the frozen lock. It was frozen. Water, ice, snow, melted. They got lighters. They can't get the key in the lock. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I just, I hadn't been saved that long. But you see, that nature of God gets inside. And God wants to come out. He wants to show himself strong. But you see, we have believers that are like, I can't do that. I, I, I might not make my friends will go away. And things will, oh, I, I'll be a fanatic. Can I tell you what? Your friends need somebody like you. Somebody's got to show them something different than what they got. I remember sitting in there and I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. You ever argue with God? It don't work too well. But he kept telling me, no, you need to go over there and you need to command that lock to open. I'm like, that is not natural. God, I don't have a key. And I think the Spirit's saying, yes, you do. Me. I remember walking through the managers and all the employees that were out there. And the freezer was outside grabbing a hold of that lock without asking their permission. They're all looking at me like, what are you doing? And saying out loud, lock in the name of Jesus, you open. And pulling that lock down and the lock going thunk and opening up. And I was like, oh. And everybody's like, oh. And I walked around. And the other, I mean, this is what's going on in mine. It worked. Yeah. I mean, I really believed. I didn't know. I just got up doing it in faith. I'm just believing. Okay, if you say it, I'll do it. Because if you say it, I'll believe. And then when it happened, it was like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and and then this is what I could hear him saying. This, oh, yeah, well, that's crazy. He's, well, we heated it up with those lighters. Yeah, that's how it opened. And the one guy, remember, the one manager goes, "I have the key. We never used the key. See, it's not natural." But God is not natural. He's supernatural. And he's waiting just to say, will you let me show up and let me show you what to do? See, natural is what we think, but his thoughts are higher than ours. The devil knows if you get this knowledge, if you get this revelation of righteousness, then it's going to usher you through another door. You're going to go through that door of the supernatural. When you forget this, see, listen to this. When you forget who you were and remember who you are, You'll do the supernatural. Because the enemy is going to tell you what you've done, who you've been, how bad you've been, all the things you've done. You can't go anywhere. He doesn't want you to see that. And a lot of times we're not doing those things because it's the enemy who's told us who we were and we buy into that by our belief system. That's what we're all used to. Church is full of old belief. Well, it just doesn't work for me. It works for some, but it's just a hit and miss. And after all, God is sovereign. And, and uh, yeah, he's, he's sovereign, but he works by covenant. But see, that's the old you. And that's what needs to change over. Your belief system needs to change over. You know, Jesus took his disciples on a journey. He took his disciples on, and so they got to see things firsthand. They got to see him speak to a tree. That fig tree spoke to the tree, spoke to the roots. And remember now, this is just a quick review. He spoke to the unseen, so it showed up in the seen. 
He spoke to the roots. You, do, you can't usually see the roots. And the next day, the tree was dead. The wind and the waves, he spoke to the wind and the waves calmed down. See, here's what we have to understand. So many times stuff is happening to us and we speak to the, the problem, but we don't speak to the root of the problem. You know, you, you got a cold, you can speak to your nose and that's fine. Well, I command my nose to line up with the word of God. Okay, that's great. Why don't you speak to the, to the infirmity that's causing the nose to run? That's what we want to do. We want to go to the root because when we get to the root, it stops the, the other stuff. Remember the guy that we broke off the other guy's back? We got to speak to the root. We got to go after the unseen and then it shows up in the scene. The Bible says any man that's in Christ, he's a new creature. You know what looks the same? You accept Christ, your flesh still looks the same. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he still had flesh. But once we realize the reality of righteousness, fellowship takes place. In other words, all of a sudden you're like, man, I realized, God, I didn't have to earn this. I didn't do anything to get this. I got this because of my relationship with you. There are things that my children didn't have to do anything. Because of their relationship with me, it's automatically theirs. Say amen to that. It's automatically theirs. They didn't have to sign an affidavit. They didn't have to go and prove that they are my children. It is just given. It is theirs. If anything would happen, it's just theirs. Anything happens to me, whatever I have is hers. It's just, it, it is, she didn't have to do anything. So it is with God. So many times we were trying to earn something. You don't have to earn it. It's already yours. And that's our problem. We work, 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 and we stay busy but we're not understanding the principle. When we understand that the Father gives us the desires of our heart, and we didn't have to do anything to do that, we just accepted Christ, all those benefits come to us. When we understand that, then the devil becomes subject to what we say. I want to say it one more time. The devil becomes subject to what we say. In other words, you get to tell the devil where to go. You get to tell the devil where to go. He's got he's to do it. Heard a quick story, and I'll, Lester Summerall. How many know who Lester Summerall is? Have you ever heard of Lester? <laughs> Great man of faith is with Jesus now. But basically, he was being tormented by the enemy. And uh, to make a long story short, he understood this principle. So he made the enemy, the enemy came and, and, and basically messed with him. He made the enemy stop it and put everything back the way it was. And the enemy had to obey. Now, without going into great detail, I'm just saying the enemy has to do. That's why the Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The enemy has to listen. If, he, if you get a hold of what I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of things that are going to change in your life. Things are going to start being different. So here's our point number four. And the enemy doesn't want you to understand righteousness because he wants you to think you have to work at it. You have to do this. But if you understand this is what Jesus exchanged and you can just because of your love for God, you can have that righteousness and begin to walk in it. Point number four, his next job, if he can't get you to sin, then he's going to get you in sin consciousness. Two things in Revelation the devil's using, and they both come out of chapter 12. He is a deceiver, so he's going to use deception. How many knows that he, he's a liar? 
He's going to use deception. He's going to use smoke and mirrors. Remember, the enemy can only, he's only going to get you at the natural realm, on your senses realm. So the second, he's going to use deception. Secondly, he's the accuser of the brethren. Oh, he's good with his mouth. He is so good. He'll, well, you can't, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he, he knows how to do it. But that's all they got. Everything else has been stripped. And you literally, you literally can take authority over him. Listen how quiet it is. But I'm telling you, you literally, you can take authority over him. I'm, I'm just telling you, as God is growing this church and these things are happening, you're going to see the, the authority of Jesus Christ used through his children to take authority of the enemy. Because the enemy will take everything that you'll give him. If you give him an inch, you know he's going to take more than an inch. But you're going to have to stand up and say, no, we're done. We're not playing this. I'm going to take my marbles. You're not playing anymore. Do you ever you play marbles when you were a kid? We used to shoot marbles when I was a kid, and I had a whole bunch of them. Sometimes you'd play with somebody that didn't play fair, and you're like, I'm taking my marbles. I'm going home. You're going to have to tell the enemy, you're not pl- we're not playing games no more. We are not playing games no more. This is all he's got. Deception. And he accuses. He's just a liar. <laughs> I'm reading some of my notes. I'm like, oh, okay. Well. The enemy's going to torment you, though. Look what you did yesterday. How can you do that? Every time you're going to try to do something, you're going to try to take a step forward, he's going to try to get you to take three steps back, five steps back. You can't do that. You're not worthy of that. Who do you think you are? You know, da 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 Then he will just, yeah, nee, 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 nee. he'll be like that music man thing. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, pick, 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 talk a little, pick a little. He'll be doing all that. He'll be just talking in your ear. It'll be like the, you know, Brett, you're just a real loser. No, Brett, you can do this. I entertain myself, okay? I'm sorry. But you have the power to tell the enemy to shut up. You have the power that you can come against that. And you actually have the enemy. He doesn't want you to know this. You have him right where you want him. You can actually say, look, we are done. This is over. I'm going to exercise the authority that Christ gave me using him and what he has put in me. I'm going to walk in this righteousness And I'm going to exercise that because my heart is right with the Father. I have every avenue here to be able to receive and believe and and go on. Flesh is the natural. The enemy is going to get you stuck in the past. Turn to your neighbor and say, naturally. So we're going past that point. Got it? We got to go past the natural. You got to go past what you've been doing before. Well... People say, you know what, everybody at work got sick, I guess I'll get sick. Then don't complain when you get sick, because you called it. you got to go past that. Now people say, you can't speak that. Oh, really? The Bible says life and death is in your mouth. You need to just protect yourself with things like that. I mean, I've been on staff at different places where, oh, I don't want to go, oh, boy, I don't want to get what they got. I'm like, are you kidding me? In my mind, this is what I'm going, no. We'll lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. That's not coming near my dwelling. We got to understand the word is true. Every bit of it is true. You can put the perimeters on that kind of stuff. You can start saying, "Uh uh-uh. You can give that Diana Ross. Hey, stop. You ain't coming in my house. You ain't doing that to me. I'm not having this. It has to line up. If you are sick in body like Mal's been sick, I'm telling her this is what she does. What she's been doing. She's been declaring. 
This sickness can't stay on my body. I'm telling you, the sickness can't stay on my body. Infirmity, you have to go. Every disease, everything like that dies instantly when it touches. God, I thank you. And you begin to declare that. And you walk, you receive it by faith. Well, man, that don't feel good. I still have it. Okay, then do it that way. Thank you, God, that my nose is clear. <laughs> you know, what, what do you do? That's lying. It's not lying. You're speaking by faith the end result. What do you want? Is that the way you want it? You want your nose clear? Speak it clear. Believe it and receive it clear. And you might say, oh, you're nuts. Okay. But God works. If you ever let the righteousness of God come out of you, separate from the law, can I tell you the law doesn't have anything to do with it? Look at Isaiah 54, 17. <clears throat> We've read that once. The benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness or vindication will come from me. New King James or New King Jimmy, however you want to say. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me. Is of who? Who's me? God. Jesus. Your righteousness is of God. It's God in you. He's bringing to pass what he wants to do on this earth. He wants to do it through you. Now, you're taking Jesus's place. You got to understand this. Where's Jesus right now? Now, he lives in your heart, but where is he seated? At the right hand of the Father. And he sent his spirit that is working through us. So we, we're, we're doing, we're on mission for God. That's what's incredible about this. God wants to use his kids to carry out his plan. Some of us just need to tell the devil there's a new sheriff in town. Show him your badge. You can't come in here. You, anybody ever have those people that come to the door and say, hey, if you, if you listen to this presentation, we'll give you a new TV set or cutlery or something. Ever have that? We did that when we were first married, lived in a house trailer. And I, I called him and I was upfront and honest. I told him, I said, we don't want what you're selling, but we'd like the little TV that you say we can have if we listen to you say whatever you got to say. You ever, anybody ever do that? I'm, I was just honest. I don't want what you got, but hey, okay. That's like going on a vacation. You got to listen to them for 90 minutes. They say 90 minutes, but it's about three days is what you think. But anyway, you know, and you just tell them, I, I, we just want the vacation because that's what you offered. That's what you're offering. I'm just telling you right up front. Some people are cool and they're like, I get it. It's all good, but I got to do this to make it legal. No, I'm with that. Okay. Just know that I don't want to buy it. All right. So the guy said, we were supposed to get this TV set. And he, then he comes in. He, he goes through his spiel. I told him at the beginning, this is what I said on the phone. This is what we agreed to. And if, you know, if you're not in agreement with that, then save your time. Keep your stuff in the car. You can go on your way. No, no, no. I get it. Okay. Well, he gets through the spiel. My wife can tell you this. He said, oh, I... He told me he had the TV set, and he said, no, now, we were just married, so we were wanting, you know, we were, and I don't know that we needed, but, you know, it was just a little, but anyway, he said, I didn't bring the TV set, I brought the, I brought the knife set. Now, I had, he had lied to me right at the beginning, because I told him, and he said, oh, yeah, I got, I got all that, they said, I got the knife set, and then he said something else, and this is what I said to him, my wife grabbed my hand, I said, you will not make it to the door. Not a loving thing to do, especially as a Christian. Now, this is BP before pastor, uh, you know, and that's so, uh, but I, and I was, and of course, I don't even remember. Do we ever get the TV set? 
No, we never did. I think that was the end of that presentation. He pretty much went to the car like, okay, I'm going to get out of here with my life. And he did. I never harmed him or anything. What I'm saying is the enemy wants to come in and sell you a box of lies. And you're going to have to take authority over that and just say right up front. Or, you know, if you sit there and play with it, he's going to burn you. You know, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. You play with a skunk, you're going to smell. So you're going to have to say, I can't do this. Lord, I'm going to stop this right now. Listen past your natural senses. Listen to the spirit and do what the spirit says. Here's point number five, and we'll finish this up. The law is not made for you. First Timothy one, nine and 10 says this. The law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious ungodly sinful consider nothing sacred defile what's holy kill their father or mother or commit other murders the laws for people who are sexually immoral practice homosexuality or slave traders liars promise breakers or do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching and that's kind of like a that's strong but god says in jeremiah he says he's going to write the laws on our heart jeremiah 31 33 says this This is a new covenant I'll make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my instructions deep within them. I'll write them on their hearts. I'll be their God and they will be my people. So you got to get this. You got to understand God wants you to love him with your heart. He wants this. This is a heart issue. This isn't about I got to do this. And, you know, I did a lot of things. I love my dad, but I did a lot of things just out of fear because if I didn't have my stuff done when he got home, if I didn't have my chores done, I was going to get it. But when I understood and started understanding respect and started understanding really love and those kind of things and the fact that he was being you know the age i was and i was going to college he wasn't charging me that was just like you know i need to do that because he's helping me he didn't have to ask me it changed my heart and when our heart is changed we just want god whatever you have i want to do that not because i'm trying to be good i just need you and when i have you i just automatically start being good because light overtakes what The more you have of God, the less darkness you have. See, right now you might be saying, oh, Brett, you are taking us way past where we've ever been. But we got to do this. If we're going to take this city, this is a heart issue. We got to start walking the way God wants us to walk. I don't want you or me being on the front lines getting ready for battle. And then the enemy reminds you or me of our past and we get all messed up with that. Then we put each other in danger because then we can't walk the way God wants us to walk. We can't do the things that he wants us to do. We become vulnerable. But those days are gone. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five and say, this is a new day. See, that's why I told you to do that in the beginning. We want to be built up on the outside, but we also have to be built up on the inside because that's where it comes out of the outside. When the devil throws stuff at you, put on the robe of righteousness. 1 Peter 3, 12, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Understand this, and we'll finish this here. You can't be called righteousness and then act unrighteous. In other words, you can't just go ahead and say, well, I'm just going to be the right, and do anything you all want and live unrighteously and then believe that god's just gonna well this is a heart issue 
If we obey him, if we love him, we'll obey him. The Bible says, 1 John 5, 14, this is the, probably the last scripture I may read uh, for you today. Uh, we are confident that he hears whatever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. What pleases God? Faith pleases God. When you begin to say, you know what, God, I just believe. I believe I receive when I pray. Whatever you have, I'm, I believe I receive when I pray. I have things that I, I know they're coming. I know they're coming. Because I, I received them as soon as I prayed. I'm just waiting on them to show up. And that's fine. A child looks at their parent. They trust them to meet their need. God the Father, we trust him to meet our need. Numbers 11.23 says his arm is not waxed short. He supplies all of our need. Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus. You know, he got rebuttal as soon as he got there. And when he prayed, he just basically said, you, Father, I know you hear me. You always hear me. What a relationship. You can have that one too. I've had people stop me at work when I worked at uh, different places and say, I need you to pray because I know God listens to you. Can I, can I tell you? He does. But it's not because I'm special. We're all special. He listens to you too. We just have to know how to. It's not a trick. Right? You mean it's that simple? Kim, I'm going to have you come to the, alt, or to the keyboard. It is. It's not really hard. We just have to understand. Just like you're not saved by works. Half of us, a lot of times, just don't feel God hears us because we have sin conscious. We've condemned ourselves. The enemy has thrown that lie and you've bought it. And then we get mad at God because things didn't show up. Things didn't happen. But we really, if we were honest, we were never really in faith. We were hoping. And there's nothing wrong with hoping. But that's a difference between hoping and believing. You can't be too bad for Jesus. You can't. You just have to yield yourself to him. That's it. You just accept what he's already done for you. And just love him. And then the light starts overtaking the darkness. You know what I'm talking about. Because there'll be things you'll be like that used to not offend you. And now they'll offend you. It's because there's more of God in you. You have to yield to that more of God and just let it respond. Would you bow your heads, please?